you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And indeed, what a victory for the Tigers tonight. Your Missouri Tiger basketball team with a 68-52 victory in Reed Arena in College Station, Texas. Oh man, I'm sure glad we didn't fall to 1-3 and three in the SEC. I don't know about you. And well, we got to talk about big performances by Drew Smith, Kobe Brown, and also at least one thing that I noticed from the game that I didn't see anybody else point out. But you know what? Let's start by praising the great Jeremiah Tillman. Quite honestly, this is by far the best basketball Jeremiah Tillman has played over an extended stretch for his entire career. And really, that was true in the non-conference schedule. Certainly capped off by his game-winning play against Bradley in late December. But actually, in conference play, Tillman's been even better, believe it or not. Tillman shooting an incredible 73.5% so far in SEC play. Heck, even Ricardo Ratliff is jealous of that particular number. It also appears that Jeremiah Tillman's early season foul shooting troubles are now behind him. He's shooting 66% in conference play. And also, that's a good thing because he's also attempting the fifth most in the conference as well. So this is a very good thing. Tillman doing absolutely everything well offensively right now, including hitting the offensive glass, too. Most of all, I just think we're seeing a more mature version of Mr. Tillman. I think that's the biggest difference. And I think we heard about it a lot in the preseason from people who follow Mizzou closely. You certainly heard it from Conzo Martin. But, you know, I think it was okay if Missouri fans really wanted to see it. Well, guess what? You're seeing it. You're seeing a mature fourth-year player at his best, at his healthiest. And to me, if this cat isn't a first-team All-SEC player the way he's going right now, well, I don't know who is. If he keeps this up, he's a surefire first-teamer. And frankly, he's a borderline All-American. we got to start talking about that, too, if he keeps up this particular rate of play. And really, there's nothing about what he's doing that is – unsustainable, as the kids like to say. Yeah, he's shooting 73%. He's probably not going to shoot that for the entire string of conference play, but can he shoot 65 or better? Yeah, I think he can. He's playing very much within himself, taking the shots that he can make. He's a load down there, and he's really, really athletic and agile for his size, too. He's a problem down there. And even better, only one foul from Jeremiah today. Frankly, it was refreshing. For as ugly as the first half was for both teams in a lot of ways, it was still refreshing to see a game that wasn't a complete foul fest. That's for darn sure. Frankly, I thought the officiating was was pretty solid today for the most part. I didn't really notice it. So again, as the cliche goes, that's a pretty good indication that the officiating was okay. But again... Just Jeremiah, he just seems like he's completely bought in right now. An incredible chase down block in this game to go along with at least 
one other highlight reel block that I can think of. Just the effort is there, the intelligence is there, the whole thing. And you know what? Actually, in the post game on SEC Network, quick interview with Jeremiah, I thought this quote actually spoke volumes. He was asked about learning from that Mississippi State game, the fall apart in the second half, and here's what Jeremiah had to say. Um, just making sure we all locked in, um, making sure we're not playing around when it's time to focus. <laughs> we can play off the court, but on the court, it's time to just lock in. Like I said, we are an older team. We don't have too many games to be trying to learn from mistakes. We can't do that this year. We didn't did that in the previous years. So we're just trying to make sure we all hold each other accountable. So basically what Jeremiah touched on there was something that I was definitely disappointed with following Mississippi State. I just thought, aren't we too old to be learning lessons, to sort of paraphrase what Jeremiah just said? Shouldn't we be more mature than this? So I'm glad there was at least an acknowledgement there by Tillman, and I'm I'm certain the entire team acknowledged that as well. It's good to hear somebody say that out loud. And speaking of this SEC network interview, well, Pat Bradley asked what I have got to consider the stupidest question in sports of the entire year. Now, first of all, Pat Bradley, an interesting accent for the Southeastern Conference Network, that's for sure. He's definitely got a very heavy Chris Mullen-like New England accent. But you know what? He played ball at Arkansas, so so we'll claim him as SEC. Sure, what the heck. But Pat Bradley, please, from now on, Get better questions. Jeremiah, you guys just got a nice win on the road. SEC teams are 17 and 14 in road games this year. What, what, what do you see as the difference? Is there anything different going on the road this year than in years past? Yeah, Jeremiah, what is up with this year? Why is the SEC 17 and 14, the road teams? What's up with this year? I mean, my God, Pat Bradley, is that seriously your question? I think if I were Tillman, I would have just thrown down my headset at that point. But he's more polite than I am. Yes, Pat, I can't imagine what would be different about this season. Could it be that there are no f***ing fans? Could that be the answer, Pat? Okay, sorry, I just got a little excited when I saw that ridiculous question. But anyway, and as dumb as that particular moment was, I'll tell you where you will never feel dumb. Oh, yes. And that's at betonline.ag because I have a very smart person move for you. That's going to betonline.ag and signing up for a free account. And when you do, use the promo code Locked On because when you do, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on top of whatever you buy in for. Yes, that's right. 50% of your money free thanks to us and betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yes, 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start. And a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, NBA locks, NHL all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. 
Now, while Jeremiah Tillman was certainly the undisputed MVP of that basketball game, really on, on both ends of the court, he really controlled the paint. But certainly Missouri got some good performances out of several other players, too. Probably most notably Drew Smith, in my opinion. Drew played 37 minutes tonight, as he often does. Man, he's an Iron Man, no matter if he's banged up or not. you got to give him that. He is a tough, tough customer. But, you know, if you look at the box score, he wasn't exactly, you know, the, not the most efficient shooting performance by Drew in his career. Four of eight from two-point range, just two of six from downtown. But I tell you what, I really liked Drew's aggression tonight offensively. I think Missouri needs more of that. They absolutely need Drew to be more aggressive offensively. And yeah, there was a couple shots that actually one shot that Sunvold kind of questioned, John Sunvold, that is, of course, on the color commentary that I liked from Drew. Yeah, it was early shot clock, but to me it was a it was a right wing shot that he just kind of dribbled into. He was wide open. To me, that's a, that's a good shot for Missouri. A absolutely wide open Drew Smith three, even if it is that early in the shot clock. I liked that that was his mentality. Yeah, it didn't go in, but give me that shot from him all day. And like Jeremiah Tillman, Drew only picked up one foul today. How important is that? When those two guys are both able to stay out on the floor, I mean, it just it raises Missouri's upside just tremendously. Four steals for Drew, and again, I just thought the balance was there for that, for him defensively. I thought at times he's just been caught reaching or lunging at bad times, but today most of those, seal, those steals seem like, to me, more of a product of playing the passing lanes, which obviously you got to be careful not to get beat back door in that scenario, but if you're playing the passing lanes, you're much less likely to get a foul call than actually reaching in on the ball handler. Let's face it. And in his post-game remarks, Conzo Martin actually said that he thought that was Kobe's Kobe Brown's best game as a Tiger. And, you know, I wasn't thinking that immediately after the game. I don't think I would go quite that far. But it was a really nice all-around performance by Brown. And frankly, I think he is the kind of all-around player that can give you these types of games in the future. Again, I don't know if it was his best game, but I really liked his approach tonight. I definitely agree with Konzo on that one. Only took one three-pointer tonight, and by the way, he made it, so hey, hats off to you there. But mostly, I just liked the variety of shots that he took. He took a mid-range jump shot that was wide open. I liked that he and Xavier Pinson, by the way, knocked down a couple mid-range jump shots that's something that Missouri probably needs to work into their offense a little bit more. I know the mid-range shot is obviously not in vogue, and statistically it makes a lot of sense. You don't want to focus your entire offense on that, generally speaking. But you know, if you're a team that's struggling offensively, if you're shooting 30% from the field, at a certain point, a good shot is a good shot. Let's not overanalyze this too much. You know what, speaking of the mid-range game, that in-between area. Javon Pickett, early in the game, shot a couple floaters that I thought were a little bit on the wild side, and I was thinking, gee, I'm, I'm not sure I need ever need to see that shot again. But obviously, as the game went along, Pickett 
was really, really good. Ended up with 12 points. And after I criticized those first two shots, he made the rest of his two pointers four in a row. Also hit one of his two three point attempts as well. You know, Pickett just brings the energy and he's a clever player too. He's at his best when he's cutting away from the basket and obviously was the recipient of a beautiful inbounds play that worked from Conzo Martin. Boy, it feels good to say that every once in a while, right? Really, actually, when you look back at this box score, something I didn't realize is how little Xavier Pinson actually played in this game. And I want to discuss his basketball game as well as, well, a few few negatives from this game, including another shaky performance from Mark Smith, if I'm being quite honest, and something else that Missouri needs to eliminate from its game tendency-wise. But you know what? First these quick messages. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Xavier Pinson playing 19 minutes with only one foul is pretty curious, huh? I guess the four turnovers were not enjoyed by Conzo, and frankly, the 10 in the first half were far too many by Missouri, especially in that really slow-paced game that was being played down in College Station. But fortunately, only four in the second half I don't know. I didn't completely notice for whatever reason that Pinson had played that few minutes, but obviously Drew Smith being out there leading the way really worked. And well, Drew Bugs, his minutes ticked up as well. He got 19. Obviously, a lot of those minutes went to Javon Pickett as well. He was having a good ball game. But honestly, what's most interesting about that, this is the first time that Conzo Martin has actually used a has used the bench to send a message to Xavier Pinson. If this is just a one-time deal, well, frankly, it's probably a good move, never a bad de- bad idea to get a kid's attention if you feel like he needs it. But in general, we got to trust Pinson down the stretch to a certain extent. But hopefully it, it unlocked, maybe, again, maybe it unlocks some, some newfound aggression in Drew Smith that I really think the Tigers need. Now, as for Mark Smith, well... Unfortunately, he just was not very good offensively once again. Now, defensively, I'll give him credit. He's still trying plenty hard, and he's still plenty effective, especially as a one-on-one on-ball defender. He's, he's one of the best on the team, without a doubt. But man, one of eight from the field. Frankly, two turnovers in the box score? That that seems a little hard to believe. I, I think his... I don't know, does he have a relative who was keeping score tonight? I'm surprised he only got he only got caught with two turnovers there. But regardless, at least he was taking good shots. I'll give him that. This thing's got to go in eventually, I guess. But, you know, it's funny. Sunvold was saying, as, a, as the great shooter that he is, listen, when sometimes you start missing, it just gets in the back of your mind a little bit. That would be one thing. If it was just his shooting, I, I would feel more confident they would bounce back. What worries me is his ball handling is so loose right now. Basically, anytime 
he attempts to drive to the basket. I'm expecting him to lose the ball about half the time at this point. It's really not great. Also, I love that Missouri has been trying to take advantage of fast break opportunities this year. That's great. I love that. Get early offense by all means. But something they really need to take out of their playbook, this tendency to want to throw 50-foot or longer passes down the court that are almost always basically hitting the baseline. So in other words, usually even if the guy catches it, which it's a really tough catch most of the time, but often you're leading the guy out of bounds. So the player, the Tiger has to jump out of bounds and then save it in. The odds of you actually being able to gather that ball and score two points the way Missouri's throwing these these advanced passes is basically impossible. It's really not working. It's some, maybe make a a pass up to up the court to a teammate at half court and then let that guy make the pass because this make getting it all in one pass is not working right now. It's really not. And finally, the one thing that I noticed that I haven't noticed anyone else notice, let's say notice a few more times, was that Mark Smith on on a turnover when he was inbounding the ball under his own basket on the baseline, well, people are saying, oh, he stepped over the line and that's why Missouri got a turnover. Well, that's incorrect because he didn't even throw the ball in. You can step over after a made basket. So that that really wasn't the problem. The problem was is he traveled essentially you aren't allowed to run the baseline after a non-made basket. Yes, when the other team makes it and you take it out, you can run on the baseline and throw in the ball. In any other situation, when it's a dead ball, you have to stay right there where the referee hands you the ball. Apparently, Mark is is a senior and didn't know this or just had a brain fart. I, I'm assuming it's a brain fart. I think anybody who's played enough basketball knows this at this point, but again, just kind of shows that his head just is not quite in the game right now. And hopefully, hopefully that changes soon because we really need Mark Smith as a shooter, as a player, as everything, because when he's right, obviously Missouri has a much higher ceiling. So Mark, hopefully you get it together, buddy. We're all rooting for you. That's for darn sure. So with all that being said, I will see you all next week right here on Locked on Mizzou.